Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your for the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, buddy. Dave Buchanan. Hour number two, race fans coming to you live from Watkins Glen International. What? Like I said, this is going to go down as probably our best show ever, and the, the first hour alone was cool. Talking to Alexander Rossi, Landon Castle, Michael McDowell, Jeff Gluck, all sorts of. Uh, Kurt Becker was great, of course, in the opening segment. Uh, just tons of fun. And shout-out to the folks again at Batavia Downs who are listening and uh, did a, a shout-out to us on Twitter. So they're going to have the race on at 34 Rush a little bit later on today there at Batavia Downs. But we're still down here in Victory Lane. The the drive, all the celebrities have left, and just us media people and, and a few diehard fans are still milling about. Michael Printup was even signing autographs. <laughs> Not too many track presidents I know sign autographs. I bet Tim Pakman does, though, over at Lancaster. But uh, still with me here in, in Victory Lane is uh, Bob Pockers from ESPN. .com, and we've had Bob on the show lots throughout the years. And, Bob, it's great to catch up in person, first of all. Yeah, it's great uh, great to see you and great to be in Watkins Glen. Uh, you know, an iconic racetrack and uh, hopefully a little old-fashioned beating and banging later today. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a wild race, I, I, especially, of course, pit strategy with the stages and everything. Uh, it, it, there's going to be some unpredictability this afternoon, I think. Well, there always is because uh, you're going to have so many guys with different pitch strategies and maybe some trying to make it on fuel there at the end. And, you know, with the new, with overtime kind of changed, right? Going to mean they're going to have to complete a full lap. That would mean how many green white checkers could you have? Two, three, six. So, uh, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of variables into play. And if you're thinking about the playoffs, you got guys like Logano and McDowell. And Almondinger, guys who are strong road course racers who don't have wins, and if they're all there, one, two, three, <laughs> could get a, even a little bit more than just exciting. I didn't even the overtime line. Thank you for my. I, I've been so crazy this morning. I was mentioning, uh, uh, of course, the uh, the participation rules and the Kurt Busch news I was talking about before, but totally glossed over the fact that NASCAR eliminated the overtime line. Uh, as part of the green-white checkered procedure. Uh, which side of the fence are you on when it comes to green-white checkers? I know, like, uh, Jim Utter, he wants to go back the way it was, racing to, just to the scheduled distance. Where do you stand on uh, overtimes in NASCAR? I, I want to do everything. I think NASCAR should try to do everything they can to finish a race under green uh, while also keeping, you know, the safety of the drivers and fans in mind. So uh, I understand, like, if you have – that you can, especially – 
with guys running out of fuel on restarts, that can really cause some danger. And at restrictor plate races, you could have some danger. But I like the fact that NASCAR is committed to at least a full lap and a green-white checkered finish in hopes. You know, because then if, you have a, if you've done one lap and the wreck is behind the guys, they can race to the finish line. And I'm a big, I'm a big believer of that you officiate the final lap different than you officiate the rest of the race. I mean, it's a race to the finish. I mean, people pay money to see guys race to the finish line. You don't see them pay to race to lap 20. So what might be a caution for safety reasons or clean up the track on lap 19 is different than if it's lap 90 here. That's just the way I view it. I, I, I think that, you know, that the essence of a race uh, requires you to uh, or you should have uh, a little bit more leniency if you think you can finish the race safely under green. I agree wholeheartedly. Last week, before the announcement came out on my show, I was all about let's get rid of the overtime line, let them race back to the green flag as long as it's as safe as possible, and uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, of course, uh, this week here, Watkins Glen, week two of the uh, qualify race in one day format here. Uh, as I was talking to Jeff Gluck, uh, yourself, another one, part of the uh, the traveling media core here for NASCAR. Uh, what are your thoughts on the qualifying race in one day format? Well, I think we kind of wait and see, you know, do the fans like it? Do the, did the fans, what I'm wondering about is did the fans miss anything on Friday that they wish they had? Did they, you know, did they wish that they, uh, you know, Saturday, I guess kind of the same, right? Practice and, uh, and, and an Xfinity race or truck race, depending on what, what weekend it is. So, uh, and do fans like the fact that they have they can see qualifying a race on the same day. So I think it's all about, you know, whether people enjoy watching it, whether do as many people watch on TV with with kind of less programming, you know, does, does that impact sponsors? Will that impact teams uh, in that sense? So I think if it's – it certainly helps teams as far as travel and costs as far as, like, qualifying oils and stuff they don't use. Um, but, you know, I think the big impact is, you know, what will it do kind of in the business sense – you know, and is it better for for the fans? Talk about today's race here, the I Love New York 355, the Glenn Kyle Busch winning yesterday in the Xfinity Series race. Do you feel that the, the 18 is maybe the car to beat here in the Cup Series today? Certainly going to be one of the cars to beat. Uh, you know, I don't rule out Truex, who was fast in uh, in the first practice. and uh, But, you know, I think you're going to look at people who are desperate, right? The guy like Joey Logano who needs to win. Could Clint Boyer do well? You know, that's what what is... What is that going? How is that dynamic on play? Who's going to take a chance uh, if they don't have a great car to have track position there at the end? Uh, well, how about Jamie McMurray? He's shown some flashes at times on road courses. Uh, another guy looking for that first win. I- I'm kind of looking at him as a dark horse today. Would you agree with that? I think he could be. You know, uh, I, he may not be my first pick, but he's certainly a guy to watch. And again, you know, I think where he is in the points. I wouldn't be risking anything, right? Like, if, if I'm running fifth, how hard do I push for fourth? Because in the long run for him, fifth place may be best than, than 35th, right? right? I get, yeah, you don't want to wait. He's high enough where he'd be in on points where he might not need the win as much as, say, as a Joey Logano who is on the outside looking in because of that encumbered win. And, and of course, he, got, he had a good run yesterday in the Xfinity race, and, and the Penske cars, they always do really well here, too. Yep, and you know, it's, just have to see uh, the, the the hard part when you don't have qualifying and then more practices. You don't know who may have been trying some sort of qualifying um, hybrid setup at when during a practice. So you don't always get a very good gauge of who will be good in the race until you see qualifying. But I will say this: 
qualifying now tells you much better who's going to be good in the race because they're pretty much racing whatever they qualify. I saw earlier on social media you got a ride in the, in the pace car earlier today. What was that lap like? Yeah, we post a video on the NASCAR page at ESPN.com. Uh, it's always an interesting ride with Brett Bodine, the pace car driver here. He, he tries to give you a feeling of the rumble strips and how you get how drivers get over the rumble strips. And, you know, certainly, uh, you know, they're probably going twice as fast as we are. You can see how violent it is. And you got to wonder, man, all those pieces got to be really – they got to have the strongest pieces in the suspension this weekend because they're going to put it through a workout. How fast – do you know how fast Brett gets up to me? Maybe heading towards the bus stop, how fast was he going? Uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to make sure my video is doing good, but I think – I'm assuming it was three figures. <laughs> Brett uh, likes to, uh, Brett Bodine, of course, uh, native of the area, and he always likes to uh, put on a show whenever he's giving pace car rides. I've heard some interesting stories from other people who've ridden the pace car with Brett. Uh, Bob, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned you've got the pace car video up at ESPN.com. What else can uh, folks look forward to with uh, your coverage with the Worldwide Leader? You know, you know, we talked to Kurt Busch yesterday. He feels like he has some opportunities if Stuart Haas doesn't come through. Uh, he is a free agent, able to talk to people for 2018. Uh, and then the other, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., he certainly is a guy who you kind of know where he's at by his mood, right? And his, he was 26th in first practice and he came in the media center. He wasn't feeling very good. <laughs> and so, you know, he kind of talked about just, you know, their struggles this year and how they need more speed. If you're handicapping it, where does Kurt Busch go next year? Uh, well, I mean, it's a guess. Uh, right now, I mean, I wouldn't bet any money on it, but I think he'll end up at Stuart Haas. Appreciate the time, Bob. Uh, I, I know you got to get back to work in the media center, but uh, thanks for catching up here. With, we're an ESPN radio affiliate, so glad to give you some support. Hopefully fans check out your work, and uh, appreciate the time. Thanks, Dave. Bob Pocker is ESPN.com, one of the uh, illustrious media members uh, milling about the uh, the media center, and he's going to go back to work. I know uh, Alexander Rossi is going to have some media availability coming up at 11.30, but uh, we've got some time here. Uh, 11.11 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, phone lines are open here. And Mike, if uh, if we do get a, a rare phone call, feel free to chirp in my ear. Let me know if we got anybody on hold. But uh, if you're at the Glen or uh, maybe you are uh, making your way uh, to the Glen or if you're just going to be uh, listening at home today on WGR, just your thoughts on the race today. Uh, as uh, the sun sun keeps trying to peek through the clouds here. It, it was a lot like Shemung yesterday. You get 10 minutes of cloudy, and, and the, it get, cools off pretty quickly, and then uh, 10 minutes later the sun peeks back through the clouds, and uh, it, it warms up a little bit. So if the sun can stay out long enough, it's going to be a, a gorgeous day here and uh, here at Watkins Glen, and it'll they'll throw teams for a loop here, with, especially with qualifying. I know they're going to probably wait for those clouds to kind of go uh, block the sunlight and uh, really cool down the track instead of a hot, slick track. Obviously, they're going to want a, uh, a fast track, and uh, they'll, they'll, I'm sure everybody will be kind of watching when that sun peaks in and out of the clouds uh, for qualifying, which, again, coming up at 12 noon, the race uh, we'll have live here on WGR. Coverage starts at 2 with the Motor Racing Network, as we heard from Kurt Becker earlier in the program, and then Green Flag just after uh, 3 o'clock today. As uh, we're down here in Victory Lane, they've got the uh, the trophy uh, on display here in Victory Lane now, which was made by the folks at the, uh, the Corning Museum of Glass, which, of course, is not far from here. And uh, they hand make that trophy from glass, and it's on display, and fans are uh, uh, sweeping in here to get their picture taken with the uh, trophy down here in Victory Lane here at Watkins Glen International. But 
going back to the the discussion we were having with Bob there with the overtime line, I totally, like I said, glossed over that. Uh, just it was a little crazy here. I was trying to keep my head on a swivel, trying to catch any drivers that might have been uh, in and around, but and uh, I forgot to mention about the overtime line. And like I talked about it last week, as soon as I saw the news, I'm like, this is exactly what I said on the show last Sunday: is get rid of the overtime line. To, it, once they get to the white flag, I'm fine with them taking the white flag and then that fl- next flag ends the race, whether it is the yellow flag or the checkered flag. But at least they're getting uh, all the laps, if not, you know, maybe all but one of the laps in under green and, and racing to the checkered flag under the green as, as any chance possible. Obviously, again, if it's a safety issue where cars, there's a, a driver potentially injured, car on fire, or the leaders are going to, you know, come upon a car maybe spun out on the track to avoid them running into anything. But uh, besides that, you know, let them race to the checkered flag under green flag conditions. Don't put out the yellow. Don't bring them back to the yellow flag. Don't, you know, use all the video screens and, and score the race uh, using photographs when the caution comes out. But let them race back to the line. And I'm so glad that uh, NASCAR made that rule. It's kind of surprising they did it when they did uh, here in the middle of the season, I know a lot of folks don't like it when NASCAR changes the rule midstream here, right in the middle of the season, uh, late in the regular season, before the playoffs begun. Maybe something they would have maybe done before the playoffs started, but for them to do it just uh, right in the middle of the season like that kind of caught me by surprise and a lot of people by surprise of the timing of it or, or maybe wait for 2018. But uh, they apparently uh, heard enough or uh, took it upon themselves that they didn't want to see a uh, uh, replay of some of the races we've had this year with the overtime line kind of cutting these finishes short. As again, coming to you live from Watkins Glen International uh, here on WGR Sports Radio 550 as uh, 1115 here uh, on WGR. And uh, Mike, if we can can, uh, step aside here, uh, for just a couple of minutes, maybe, so I can I can make my way back to the media center and uh, uh, situate myself inside. Uh, Mike, if we can just step aside here for a couple of minutes, we'll be back with more live from Watkins Glen here on WGR. Here on W Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan coming to you live from Watkins Glen International for today's I love New York 355 at the Glen. Uh, apologize for the uh, the pause there in the program. We usually don't take a break there, but I wanted to make my way uh, back inside here to the media center and also reconnect our, our equipment so we hopefully sound a little bit better, as good as I can sound, of course. Uh, yes, I know. I have a funny-sounding voice. So, so as good as we can sound here, uh, live from Watkins Glen International uh, for today's race. And it is, like I said, it is quite a scene here. I haven't been here on race day for the cup race in probably 12 years. I can't remember the last time I was here for, for the, the race itself. I think about 2000, 2004, 2005. Uh, I was here uh, for the Friday of, of the cup weekend uh, back in 2014. And, uh, but that's nothing to, to being here on race day and just the, uh, the, this, the amount of people, like I said, just a, a much bigger crowd than the IndyCar race and a totally different atmosphere. Not like I said, not to knock the IndyCar race itself. That was great, and I highly encourage you to come back here if you're not here today, uh, Labor Day weekend to be here for the IndyCar race at Watkins Glen. But just just to, to be a part of this, to, to be, be reminded of what it is like because this place still packs it in. This is going to be their third straight grandstand sellout, uh, it, and it's going to be uh, quite the scene here today. And, and again, a lot of unknowns. With the the format here, we still have to qualify the cars, of course. 
that that'll make things uh, th- that'll then shape a, a lot of team strategy depending on where they start today's race if they get a good qualifying lap if they're up front or if they have trouble and, and they're starting towards the rear of the field that'll determine you know when they pit you know you had guys in the Xfinity race yesterday coming in I think as early as lap six or eight uh, they had an early caution and guys were pitting then or, or, or by lap 18 and uh, the Xfinity race isn't much shorter than uh, the, the cup race. I think it was 82 laps yesterday. They're running 90 laps today. And uh, <laughs> funny thing, uh, you don't really think about it, but the name of the race, it, it, today's the I Love New York 355 at the Glen, but yesterday was the Zippo 200. And again, the the, the two races are only about eight laps in difference, but the, the, the big number at the end of the race name, and uh, some people m- might not have thought about this, but the Zippo 200 for the Xfinity race is because that's 200 miles here at Watkins Glen. But the I Love New York 355, they're not doing 355 miles. They're doing 355 kilometers, actually. And that probably sounds a lot better than, than however many miles uh, that sounds. It's probably, I'm going off the top of my head, something like 220, around 225 without doing the mental math breaking down. What is it? It's like, you know, 2.2 kilometers per mile or whatever. But uh, just the I Love New York 355 is a better sound to it. So uh, that that's why they uh, they calculate this race, uh, the the race name at least in, in kilometers. That's how they came up with the race distance and, and the nice round ninety laps here at Watkins Glen International. But it does make it uh, mileage wise, at least I think, uh, one of the the shorter races on the Cup Series schedule uh, uh, for uh, the Monster Energy Cup Series. That's one thing. Uh, the Monster Energy, of course, I unfortunately have, have not been able to get out to kind of the fan areas here at the Glen. Uh, I come in. Um, not to make my uh, media person, as I know, uh, you don't want to hear media guys complain. I'm not complaining, but just from where I come in and enter the facility, I don't get to go through some of the fan areas to see the the Monster Energy activation and the the merchandise haulers are back. That's also been a big thing with the fans. I don't understand it, but the big tent that Fanatics used to have versus the, the merch haulers for uh, all the drivers, those are back. Uh, this year, last year at the Glen, uh, they were still doing the big uh, tent format where just all the driver merch was under one tent that the folks from Fanax put on. And there's been a lot of uh, noise from the fan base that they like the haulers. They like going to their favorite driver's hauler. Just the, the image of the hauler with their driver almost looks like a race car hauler with their driver on the side of it. Uh, the folks that work in these haulers from race to race, they built a rapport with them if they visit the same track every year. And uh, that that went away with the the NASCAR's deal with Fanatics. They tried to go with this tent format, like you kind of see at like PGA Tour events, where all the merch is under one big tent. But uh, this year, uh, it, it sounds like some of the trailers are back. I'm not sure if there is a, a Fanatics tent here, but that's maybe after qualifying, uh, try and wander out that way and uh, see for myself. I, I want to get I didn't get to see the Fanatics tent in person, so I want to wander over there, take a look. Uh, and, and also see some of the Monster Energy activation. Just some of the, the weird things that you, if you're a fan of the business of the sport and some of the other inner workings of NASCAR, you know, if you're just you just like watching the cars around, you might not be interested about that. But I guess someone like myself that follows the sport and, and is interested in sports marketing and everything, uh, that's something I'm going to be checking out maybe a little bit later on this afternoon after qualifying, just wander on down there. So, uh, you know, stay tuned to uh, our social media accounts uh, at Fast Track 550 on Twitter and uh, 
uh, of course, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track. We'll have some content up there as well. And also, stay tuned to WGR550.com for post-race. We'll have a story. We'll try and get some sound for you as well. Uh, my goal is, and, and again, that'll, I'm sure the plans will go right out the window, but my goal is to hopefully uh, get out to pit road right at the end of the race. I know some of the media guys, they grab the drivers, the not the winner, but some of the top five finishers. Instead of waiting for their media availability in the media center, they grab them right out of the cars here. So uh, that is my plan to maybe try and get in some of those media uh, schmozzles out there on pit road, try and get you some fresh sound and uh, have that up on WGR550.com a little bit later today. So stay tuned as you're listening to the race here on WGR and watching the race uh, if, you, if you're not, uh, if you're if you're going to watch it on TV or if you're on your way here to the track, that will have post race sound and uh, coverage on WGR550.com along with uh, Fast Track 550 on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, Matt Williamson as the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modified is getting ready to return to the Niagara region with uh, stops at. Merrittville tomorrow and Ransomville on Tuesday. And as I said, Matt's having a great year with his program. We'll talk to Matt Williamson and still come with the local racing roundup as well, too. So stick around. We got two more segments here live from Watkins Glen. It's time for your phone calls to 803-0551-888-550-2550. We'll be back with more from the Glen here on WGR. Thirty here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track, live from Watkins Glen International, site of today's I Love New York 355 at the Glen for the Monster Energy Cup Series, qualifying just 30 minutes away. Uh, we're up here on the, the second level of the media center, and uh, the, the driver's meeting is going to be going on uh, just next to where we are uh, a little bit later on uh, this afternoon. Uh, with all the the drivers and crew chiefs, and uh, I'm I'm not sure if I can get in there, but if uh, we can, we'll mingle about and maybe uh, see who we can see. So I guess uh, more hashtag content for those of you that uh, follow us on social media. We'll we'll be uh, around and about the uh, the drivers meeting up here um, at Watkins Glen. We're going to be talking to Matt Williamson from the Super Dirt Car Series here in uh, just a couple of minutes, and Mike will just give me a shout in my ear whenever. Uh, he is on the line, but uh, still a few minutes away. Of course, we talked to Alexander Rossi from the IndyCar Series, who is here today promoting the IndyCar race. He's doing some media availability right now uh, downstairs in the lower level of the media center. And uh, trying to head him here in the point standings, he is currently 10th, uh, or excuse me, 8th in the IndyCar point standings uh, so far this year with uh, 358 points. Uh, last year's Indy 500 winner looking for his first win of 2017 for Andretti Autosport Racing. And uh, he was uh, here today. Actually, I forgot to mention, I was going to ask about, uh, he was in Buffalo extra earlier this year uh, visiting the folks at New Era. Uh, uh, back in, I think it was like January or February he was in town, but I forgot to ask him about that. But uh, Alexander is uh, eighth in IndyCar point standings. Joseph Newgarden, uh, he picked up his third win of the year last weekend up at Mid-Ohio with Joseph's taken over the points lead from Scott Dixon. He's got three wins on the year. Actually, quite the shuffle in the IndyCar point standings uh, coming out of mid-Ohio with New Garden uh, up seven on Elio Castroneves. Uh, Scott Dixon's one point behind Elio. And then Simon Pagano, uh, the defending series champion, of course, uh, he is about 17 back of a New Garden. And then Will Power rounds out the top five, 52 back of uh, the series points leader, Graham Rahal's back there in the sixth position too, 395 points. So he is uh, within shouting distance of uh, the top five in the IndyCar point standings. Uh, their next race is uh, two weeks away, 
as uh, they will be headed, I think, to uh, po- yeah, Pocono uh, two weeks from today. So, again, another IndyCar race that's uh, within not far of a drive from Western New York. I'd like, like to always mention that, just how close we are to so many dates uh, on the IndyCar schedule. But they've got a busy slate coming up. They've got two weeks off right now. Uh, Pocono, August 20th. Then they go to Gateway uh, out in, out by uh, St. Louis and the Midwest there, the, the Oval and Gateway. Uh, on August 26th, and then they're here at Watkins Glen, uh, Labor Day weekend, of course, for the IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen. And then after that, just one final race date on the 2017 schedule for the IndyCar Series, and that, of course, at Sonoma, September 17th. There are just four races left uh, in the IndyCar schedule, and uh, it just uh, goes to show just how different the, the schedules are when you compare it, the, uh, the IndyCar schedule to the NASCAR schedule, just how, how compressed it is. Uh, in timing as they get you know they get started in April and only run or March excuse me and and then run till September whereas NASCAR goes from uh, February to November and uh, I have one other point there about the IndyCar series and it just escaped my mind but but of course uh, Scott Dixon got the win in the race last year at Watkins Glen moving on though let's go to uh, the AT&T a hotline and bring in from uh, the Merrittville Speedway and the Super Dirt Car Series. He's got 12 wins here in 2017. Also at the Lernerville Speedway, Matt Williamson's on the line. Matt, it's Dave Buchanan here. Good to talk to you again, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. This time, uh, no, no nails in the trailer tires that I uh, had to, to keep you from uh, chatting with us here this morning, like when we tried to get you on a couple months ago. Yeah, right. It's about, uh, you know, we're just getting ready to go for Monday and, uh, you know, we're not on the road having problems getting the trailer going, and so hopefully things will go smoothly from here on out. Well, I'll tell you, like I introduced you with, what a great season you're having. Uh, of course, down there at Lernerville, you've got seven wins, and you've got five at Merrittville. Can you can you believe the amount of success you and your team are having this season? I mean, it's certainly humbling. I mean, we, uh, we've been really good at Lernerville. It doesn't seem like we can do anything wrong there. Um, Merrittville, we have off nights and, and we're really inconsistent. We just, it seems like we'll win one week and then try and get better and we end up going worse. So, um, I mean, we work hard at it and it's not really a surprise to me because I knew we always, we always had the team behind me to, to get it done and just, uh, you know, I'm happy that it's finally coming together. Just to tell, tell us about that, that track down there at Lernerville. Of course, they run big block modifieds, different from the, the small blocks that you run at Merrittville on Saturday nights. But just describe for us uh, that track down there in Lernerville, uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Lernerville is a big half mile, um, you know, nice and wide. It's got the red clay. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a gorgeous facility, and I enjoy going going down there every Friday night. It makes the tow worthwhile, and uh, you know, the place is the place is wide enough that when you have a good car, you can go from the back to the front. It doesn't seem to matter where you start, and um, it certainly it fits my driving style. So I just uh, you know I seem to have success there. Well, of course, uh, tomorrow night you'll be back at it, the Merrittville Speedway with the Super Dirt Car uh, Big Block Modifieds for the Bob St. Amon Senior uh, Memorial 100. And this is always a, a fun race. Uh, the folks at Merrittville uh, are now under, of course, uh, the leadership of Don Spies this year. But they always do a great job putting that event uh, with the cars in front of the fans for the driving reductions and everything. And that really is uh, the one big event everybody there at Merrittville looks forward to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as a driver, you always look forward to having the Super Dirt Car Series come to your hometown, um, to your home track, I should say. Um, the St. Amon family puts on a great, great race with the lap money and the bonus money. And, um, you know, it's, it's in honor of, uh, of their grandfather and father. And, you know, he was a great man, certainly did a lot for the sport. So it's nice to kind of pay that back. And, uh, 
you know, I just hope we can have the success we had uh, two years ago and see if we can get it done this year. Now, do you can you pick to run the small block or the big block, or do you need to run the small block to get the uh, the home track points there to the show up points for running the race? Uh, the small block, they, the, with uh, with the bonus money that they give to the locals, you have to run a small block. Um, but okay. we have the choice; we can run a small block or a big block. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to bring both, um, have them both ready to go, unloaded, and uh, we're going to hot lap our small block. And then if it don't seem to be enough, and then like the tracks track's got a little bit more bite in it than usual we're going to um we're going to run that big block but you know it's kind of a catch-22 there's there's um times when your small block's going to be a lot better and a lot easier to drive but uh the way that maryville's been this year it seems like there's been a lot of bite in the racetrack and um you know it makes you makes you think about that big block too yeah, that's always the fun part about that race at Merrittville. It's late in the race. You know, you, you've got the, the, the 358 locals. They just kind of come through the field, especially late in the race, and they can surprise you. And a few, a few of them get to the front. You've had success there. Mike Bowman's had success in that event, a small block, I believe. And uh, that always adds an extra wrinkle, just watching the hometown guys kind of work their way through the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, Merrittville's got a, a tough field of 358 cars. Um, you know, there's, there's 12 guys that can win on any given night. And, um, I would put, I would put the field at Merrittville up against any other local 358 track or, you know, any, any 358 track in the Northeast. I mean, it's, it's tough competition. Um, you know, they say, if you can win at Merrittville, you can win everywhere. And, you know, any of our guys travel anywhere, it's, uh, it's, um, you know, shows. So it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. And, um, we'll just have to see after a hundred laps where we end up. (laughs) And then uh, Tuesday night, I- I'm assuming you're, you're planning on being at the Big R for uh, the Summer Nationals on, on Tuesday night. You're gonna which? What is your plans for Tuesday? Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna head over there. We're gonna obviously bring our big block. Ranchville seems to be a little bit faster of a racetrack that uh, that the big block pays off. You know, even at the end of that race too, it's kind of like you said the same thing. The, the local 358 guys pick their way through the field, and um, the last 20 or 30 laps, it's uh, it's tough to hang on up front with a big block. So. We'll see what happens. Um, we're going to head over there after Maryville. If we if we uh, if we get through Monday night, obviously with no problems, no issues, we're uh, we will be there on Tuesday. Uh, you haven't run, used to be weekly at Ranceville. You don't run there as much because you you've started running Lernerville with the big block. I know you when you wanted to expand your big block program a couple years ago. But uh, what do you what do you think about racing there? I know you've turned a lot of laps in the past. Maybe not so much recently. But uh, does it will it all just come back to you once you get back out there? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Um, that the place <laughs> is beautiful. That the the new ownership's doing a lot of upgrades, and you know, with the TV in the infield and the concrete pads, they're they're trying to make the place a you know one of a kind facility. And um, it's it's very nice to see you know helping local racing in the area. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope it comes back to me. We've had success there in the past, but it seems like over the past three or four years, we haven't had any good runs there. So. Um, it makes it challenging. It's a cha- challenging racetrack. Um, tough to tough to pass on. And you know, when you got a good car, you you can certainly go to the front. But if you're off a little bit, it makes it tough. So we'll uh, we'll try try to get better there and um, see what happens. Talking to Matt Williamson from the Super Dirt Car Series and the Merrittville Speedway. They're in action tomorrow night and then Tuesday night at the Ranceville Speedway. Uh, Matt, you mentioned the the track ownership, the Atwell family there at Ranceville. Of course. 
your family and the Bicknells uh, recently uh, divesting themselves of the uh, ownership at the Merrittville Speedway, though still involved uh, helping out, helping the transition with Don Spees. And I know you might not have been as involved in the day-to-day operations, especially as maybe some of the Bicknells and, and, and your, your dad and everything. But uh, just what what did that mean for your family? Uh, I know you guys tried to sell it for a couple of years, but to have that behind you now, is it a relief? Do you guys kind of miss being involved in that aspect, or how was it making that transition uh, out of the ownership group? Yeah, I mean, you're going to miss it a little bit. Um, my parents, I think uh, I think they enjoy it now, being able to spend their Sundays at home, and, you know, Dad's out here weed-whacking in the background. We can hear him. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he, he enjoys it, but... Uh, um, my mom, my mom doesn't miss it. I don't think at all. She hated it. So, so, uh, you know, it's good for her. She can kind of relax now and, you know, do some things with her friends and, um, you know, hopefully Don's going in the right direction and, uh, it's nice to see some new ideas and, and some new faces. And, um, you know, I think I wish him, I wish him all the success, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he can, he can get it going in the right direction and, um, we'll just have to see as time will tell. It just makes it easier for you when you win. Now people can't say, oh, the guy's dad owns the place. So he must be cheating and getting away with it. Now they don't have that excuse when you win all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, you <laughs> always hear that. You know, now they've got to come up with a different excuse to why uh, why we're winning. And, you know, they're always going to complain. But, uh, you know, they say when, when they're complaining, you're doing something right. So uh, we just got to keep, keep the noise in the background and uh, keep striving to go ahead. Hey, last thing, man, before we let you go, uh, uh, Brett Hearn got to uh, 900 wins recently, and uh, we'll see Brett the Jet here at, at Merrittville and Ranceville. But uh, you've raced against him plenty of times uh, throughout your young career, but can you believe that? 900 feature wins, what an accomplishment for, for someone like Brett that's been at it for so long and with his talent. It's a, a quite accomplishment when, when any race car driver can, can reach that level of success. Yeah, I mean, Brett's a great ambassador for the sport. Um, he's done a lot for dirt modified racing in the Northeast. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see that because uh, I think it's certainly a record that will never be touched anymore. Um, the, way that, the way that the cars are now and, and how you can purchase the, the best of the best and go out and race, it's harder to win races now. Um, and you also mm-hmm. can't race seven days a week like they used to be able to. But uh, it's cool. It's cool that I got to see it in my lifetime. And, uh, you know, like I said, Brett's a great ambassador for the sport in the Northeast, and, uh, you know, it's cool to see. Matt Williamson, thank you so much for the time, my friend. I uh, look forward to catching up with you Tuesday at the Big R. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, Matt Williamson, again, he'll be in action tomorrow night at the Merrittville Speedway for the Bob St. Amon, uh, Amon Memorial 100 and then Tuesday night at Ransomville Speedway for the uh, Summer Nationals, the 33rd edition of the uh, Summer Nationals there at the Ransomville Speedway. Again, both events for the Super Dirt Car uh, Big Block Modified Series, and they've got a good little points battle going on as uh, they get into the late stage of the season. In fact, coming into this uh, Niagara Region swing, Billy Decker has a two-point lead over Lightning Larry White, his former teammate. They're separated by only two markers. Brett Hearn is only 22 behind Billy Decker. Uh, Pat Ward, the second Gibson Express car, is uh, four uh, is in fourth, 69 points 
uh, behind Decker. And Stuart Friesen, who, of course, is bu- busy usually with the uh, Camper World Truck Series, of course, this year with the Hallmark team. He's, still, he's run almost every race still and uh, is 86 points out of the lead. And then you got Matt Shepard, who uh, was suspended earlier this year for an uh, on-track altercation with Larry White earlier in the year. They uh, they tangled a little bit, not with their race cars, but with their, their fist or arms. It was a bit of a wrestling match. But Matt is on, uh, he swept the two most recent events for the Super Dirt Car Series. He swept uh, over in uh, Quebec. He won both races uh, and has now got three on the year. So even missing two races, he's... 115 out, so it, mathematically he's still alive uh, to to win another Super Dirt Car Series title, but he will need to keep this hot streak going. As uh, Luckily for him, though, there's still a lot of races uh, on the Super Dirt Car Series schedule, just eyeballing it. It looks like there's about uh, 11 races, uh, or actually 12 races, uh, before they get to uh, the World Finals. So you've, he's still got plenty of time here to make up if he can get on a hot streak and and Decker and Larry White and Hearn, if these guys have some problems later in the year. Uh, it's it's worth a shot that Matt can somehow work himself back into the championship picture uh, in the Super Dirt Car Series. But all those guys will be at Merrittville tomorrow night. And, of course, they'll be up at the Big R on Tuesday for the Summer Nationals. Looking forward to that. Unfortunately, Ransomville, part of the many rainouts on Friday night. And we'll talk more about that uh, when we come back here live from Watkins Glen. We'll hit the local racing roundup and a few final thoughts here from the Glen as we wrap up this special edition of Fast Track on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan from my friends at Batavia Downs Gaming. Batavia Downs Gaming Casino is the area's premier entertainment destination and the place is just phenomenal. Love every chance getting to go up to Batavia Downs Gaming. We were talking about it with Kirk Be- Kirk Becker already on the program today. But, I mean, they've got the, the, the live harness racing, of course, that you can place wagers on. Uh, 800 of the hottest and in-demand video game machines. And they're putting new ones in daily over there at Batavia Downs. And, of course, uh, now the... Um, now the hotel that they have that you can spend the night there at Batavia Downs Gaming as well, too. And, of course, my favorite part about Batavia Downs is 34 Rush. That's Thurman Thomas' sports bar. And uh, they're going to be watching the race from the Glen today. They're inside 34 Rush. They've got tons of HD TVs. Uh, they have got the... Um, the big screen, t- the big screen projection uh, screen that the, hopefully uh, that they'll be rolling out uh, for today's race as well too. And of course, you can check out all of Thurman's uh, sports memorabilia on display, and uh, also uh, grab some great food while you're there at inside uh, 34 Rush at Batavia Downs Gaming. Batavia Downs uh, Gaming is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m. and you can't miss them. They're right off the thruway exit 48 in Batavia. And for more information, check out all their promotions on their social media accounts. And uh, Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination. And tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. Find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. All right. Well, Friday was a complete washout for the whole area. Uh, Ransomville, Lancaster, uh, all the tracks that ran Friday night uh, got washed out because of the heavy rains from Thursday into Friday. Saturday, Holland was a rainout. They've rescheduled the George Decker Memorial for Labor Day weekend. Uh, the Race Champions Modified Series, they were in action at the Shemung Speed Drum last night. We heard from Matt Hirschman. He finished third, ending his race win streak at seven, as Jimmy Zacharias uh, stole the show last night there at his home track, picking up the win over Andy Jankowiak, uh, Matt, and then uh, Mike Leedy and Patrick Emerling rounding out the top five. Genesee Speedway last night, another win for Jeremy Wonderling in the Crate Late Models. Andrew Smith, another sportsman win for him. Dave Dubois in the 360 Late Models. Byron DeWitt in the Street Stocks. 
Brad Shepard in the mini stocks and Adam Jackson picking up the win in the Bandits. Wyoming County International Speedway last night. Great turnout of SST Modifieds there at Wyoming County. They had 20 cars, and Tony Hanbury got the win over Daniel Majak and Ricky Knapp. Uh, Dave Krawczyk, another super stock win for him. Frank Klein in the super sixes. And Paul Fly got another win in the four-cylinders there at Wyoming County International Speedway. Merrittville Speedway ran last night. Chad Brockman two in a row in the 358 Modifieds over Freddie Carlton and Mike Bowman. Uh, sportsman JMF, James Michael Friesen getting back to victory lane. Rob Murray keeps his hot streak going in the Hoosier Stocks. That's another win for him. He won two races last weekend at, at Ransomville and Merrittville. Uh, Dylan Lord in the Pro 4 Trucks. They had two vintage car features with 28 cars. Mark Shadwell, Kurt Sherwood getting the win. How about Kurt? Good to see him get a victory, getting back behind the wheel. And Gord McIntosh getting the win in the uh, Novice Sportsman last night at the Merrittville Speedway. Uh, again, of course, Sunday night action at the Humberstone Speedway. All Canadian championships uh, tonight at Humber's, today at Humberstone. They start earlier than normal. Uh, check out HumberstoneSpeedway.com for the exact start time. But today's their uh, All Canadian Championships, their biggest race of the year. Uh, there at Hummerstone, so if you're in the area, be sure to check that out. Tomorrow night, Merrittville with the uh, Bob St. Amon Memorial for the Big Blocks, and then Tuesday night, uh, the Big Blocks at Ransomville for the Summer Nationals, so uh, lots of dirt racing. If you're not out here on your way to the Glen, a shout-out to Durf uh, from Terry's Corners, who's listening, uh, I guess, on his way to the Glen in Canandaigua. Thanks for listening, Durf. And let's uh, squeeze in a quick phone call. Jesse is on the line. Uh, Mike, you punch Jesse up for us. Jesse, how's it going? Dave, it's Jesse Johnson. How's everything going? Good, man. What? What? We got a couple minutes here. What's up? Yeah, you got it. Well, I, but uh, you know, I, uh, you uh, talked to the Catch family in a new thing. So I, if you still needed that Western New York flair, I thought I'd uh, fill in that void. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you brought up uh, how the rain has uh, been plaguing all these tracks because uh, I was uh, really excited to head down to Holland Speedway last night to go announce with Stephen for the. Uh, George Decker Memorial Race, but yeah, sadly, uh, you know, the weather had other ideas. So, I mean, it's just been insane how, like, you know, so many teams, they get prepared to get to the racetrack and then, you know, having all these washouts. And uh, it, same for the go-kart program at Ransomville. They've been getting a heavy dose of yeah. too. I've been uh, friends with one of the uh, the dads of one of the uh, kids who races, and he actually, like, kept track. And the little R had, like, nine rainouts, I think, the last time I checked on Facebook. So, yeah, it's been a rough season, Jesse, and thanks for the phone call. But, yeah, you nine, wow, nine rainouts for the go-karts at Ranceville. I know the Friday night program has had six rainouts, uh, a lot at Holland. Unfortunately, that that place gets so waterlogged, unfortunately, uh, that, that uh, it, it is really uh, – and, of course, last year was the exact opposite. We had that long, dry spell, that long, hot, dry summer last year, Ranceville was running every week every friday and now they've had six rainouts so it's just uh the, you take the ebbs and the flows with uh with a uh, local local motorsports unfortunately fortunately though it is a great day here at watkins Glen. uh qualifying is going to be getting underway in about 10 minutes again uh at fast track 550 on twitter wgr uh, wgr 550.com uh, we'll have story and uh, some audio as well, too, hopefully. So uh, hopefully you follow along with us today and uh, enjoy the race on WGR or if you're here at the track in person. Thank you so much for uh, enjoying these two hours. I had a blast. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. A big thank you to Mike Jafari for being on the ball today. Really appreciate your work back there in the studio. Up next, it's Bill's training camp coverage with Nate Geary and Sal Capaccio. And then we will have live flag-to-flag coverage of the race here today on WGR coming up at 2 o'clock. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on Fast Track.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.